0: What's going on, people? It's your boy, Kolechi, back with another episode of the Ramblin' Mind Podcast. How are each and every single one of y'all doing today? I hope y'all are staying safe. I hope y'all are taking care of yourselves. I hope y'all are doing all the things you know you ought to do during these times. My friends, the weather in Georgia is crazy. The weather has been crazy, dog. So, the last time I was in the podcast, I talked about how it was below freezing temperatures. This week, it was above freezing. 70 degrees. It's just, you know what, it's just crazy, man. This climate change thing is very real. Like we are experiencing it on a regular basis down here. It's, it's, it's out. Then again, I'll take the weather that it is right now even though it's raining and it's been raining all day which makes for great sleep weather. Anyway, anyway, that's not why you're here on the Rambling Mind podcast. When I was young, when I first moved to the United States of America, I used to think everybody was rich. I thought everybody was rich because of the car that they drove and because of like, I'll go to school and I'll see friends with Jordans and see friends with the name brand shirts and see friends with all of the things. And I was like, man, how are they able to afford all of this stuff? like, I wish we could afford all of this stuff. I wish we could buy Jordans that were costing $150 to $200 a pair. I wish we could buy the polo shirts that was $50 for one shirt. I wish we could buy fill-in-the-blank thing that I saw somebody else had. Or when people started getting cars, as you get into college and you see your friends driving BMWs and driving Mercedes and driving all of these fancy cars, and you're like, oh my gosh, even driving like newer year model cars. So like my car was a 2004 Honda Accord. Bless my mom and bless my dad because that car took me far. Took me a long way. It's a blue Honda Accord. If I still have a picture of it, I'm going to put it up. That thing took me a long way. But you see your friends who have like, I had 2004, my friends who had 2010s and 2011s and 2012s and 14s and 13s and all of these newer brand, newer model cars that cost 15, 20, $30,000 and they just got it and their parents got it for them. And I was like, oh my gosh, everybody's rich. But then I started learning a thing or two about how the US economy works about, and a thing or two about how debt works in this country. And then I, my the, the, sh- the shackles came from my eyes. The scales were f- removed from my eyes and I went from like being so jealous of people to being kind of to a degree feeling like, man, I kind of feel for a lot of people because a lot of people are struggling in these streets. But then I looked at my community, which is the Nigerian community. For those who don't know me, I'm Nigerian. And I'll be like, well, that may be for general American populations, but Nigerians... On the other hand, we, we got to be rich, right? Because, you know, we're the typical doctor, lawyer, accountant, engineers, all the typical careers that pay pretty good amounts of money, like good careers that pay a pretty good income. And most of these families as well always have a dual income. So you have a mom who may be a nurse and a dad who's an engineer or a dad who's a lawyer or you have two lawyers in the house or you have a doctor and a doctor and they come together and they form a powerhouse. And in my head, I'm thinking, oh, my gosh, like, everybody's balling because you also see how nigerians roll you know it if you know nigerians you know how nigerians are nigerians roll usually they got somebody's gonna be driving a tesla because that's the new fancy car somebody's gonna be driving a mercedes a maserati a uh, bmw a lexus a lincoln actually like all the fancy cars you're going to find it within a nigerian community if you ever see them together and i used to think in my head oh nigerians we we're always well off financially. Like we're, we're definitely taking care of business. Like we're doing better than just the, the typical American is doing out there. And then I got older. And then I started talking with a lot of either my peers or people who are older than me. And I started realizing, oh my God, everybody is broke. However, some of us just do a great job at hiding it. I was, I was shook when I started learning this. When I started talking to people that I expected to be doing super well financially, because when I looked from the outside, the outside looking in the neighborhood, they lived in the house that they owned, the car that they drive, the clothes that they wore. I thought, oh, my gosh, they're doing so well. How are they doing so well? How are they able to do all of these things, the parties that they would throw? And I would ask myself, like, yo, what am I missing? What am I missing in this whole thing? But then as you start to, and they don't tell you outright, but then you start to learn a thing too. And the way they talked about it, it was just like, wait a minute. The way you're referencing these things, you ain't paying cash for anything. You're carrying loads and loads of debt. And if anything should happen, your entire world comes come crumbling down. I was thinking about that today because... Uh, The GDP numbers got dropped last week, Thursday, Thursday afternoon. The U.S. GDP numbers were dropped. And to everyone's surprise, GDP came out to be about 3.3 percent for the year. And it was surprising to everyone because everyone expected the economy to start slowing down after a gangbusters early 2023. Everybody expected that the U.S. GDP would actually slow down towards the end of the year. But that didn't happen. Instead, the U.S. economy is doing really well well like the u.s economy is doing really well you won't see that from the headlines but the u.s economy has been doing really really well and so when i was reading up on that because i'm a finance nerd and this is some of the things that i read up on when i was reading up on that one of the things that stuck out to me as i was reading about it was first of all side note in case you're hearing 3.3 percent and you're thinking like that's a small number you have to remember that the u.s economy is about 27 trillion dollars so 3% growth is amazing for such a massive economy. So that's just a side note. And so when I was reading up on like what contributed into that growth, it looked uh, consumer spending is always a big deal when it comes to uh, economic growth. Us, you and I, spending money within the economy accounts for about two-thirds of all growth in the U.S. economy. So every time you spend money, it helps the U.S. economy out. And so I was reading into it and I was like, man, people must be doing really well financially. I was like, things may, people have been saying like, oh my God, things are so tight. Things are so tight. But yet we're spending more and more money, which side note, that's why I call it the U.S. superpower. Our ability to spend is on is untouched by any other country. Like We just have an ability to spend unbelievably. And so digging into the numbers, from that 3.3% growth, 2.2% of that was from you and I spending money. And when I dug in deeper into it, and because I was excited, I was like, ah man, people must be doing really well. A couple of things started sticking out to me. The first thing that stuck out to me was the savings rate. The US personal savings rate is usually around 8%. Historically, it sat around 8%. Now, during the pandemic, when the government gave out a lot of stimulus money and everybody was home and was not spending their money, that number shot up to above to about like 15 to 20%. But of course, it's going to come back down once the economy starts opening up and people are able to spend again. And that historically has sat at 8%. But now that number is at 4%. So that stuck out to me that people are only saving 4% of money and yet the economy is doing really well. I was like, where are people getting this money from? And so I started digging into it a little bit more. And I read that the consumer debt, consumer debt in the United States now sits at $5 trillion. $5 trillion is what it sits at right now. And I was like, that's a lot. And it was a, it's an all-time high. It's a historic high ever. This is the most consumer debt we've ever had in the United States. And I was like, what's the growth rate on that? And it was 6%. And I was like, well, it can't be that bad. Typically, if we have consumer debt, it means that people are either buying more homes, and that's what usually accounts for most of consumer debt because buying a house is always like over $100,000. So that's gonna contribute more. However, when you dig into the numbers a little bit more, again, you realize that existing home sales last year fell six percent new home sales last year rose four percent so they basically canceled each other out last year it only grew at about one percent sales uh, sales growth last year so then the question becomes where is this consumer debt coming from and it's coming from one place revolving debt revolving credit and what is revolving credit credit cards credit cards credit card debt grew at a at 17% last year, contributing the most to the amount of consumer debt that was used in the year 2023. And so when you dig into it a little bit more, usually when you see the number grow that much, you're saying, you're thinking like, okay, usually historically the norm is people are buying durable goods. What do I mean by durable goods? Durable goods are washing machines, fridges, uh, dryers, microwaves. Things that last for a really long time before people have to replace them again. But when you look at the numbers, that's not where people are spending their money. People are spending their money in all the ways that you are thinking of right now. New clothes, new shoes, more expensive cars, uh, vacations, going out to restaurants, all of these things. We're spending our money on discretionary, discretionary expenditures. And so that got me concerned. It got me a little bit concerned because there's a saying that I like to share with most people is what's good for the economy is not always good for you. What's good for the U.S. economy, which is everybody wants the U.S. economy to grow, which is great because your spending is another man's salary and that is great. But the problem is it's not always good for your pocketbook. And I go back to the beginning of this episode, me telling the story of me looking at everybody else and seeing like, oh, like everybody must be rich. But in reality, like I said, everybody is broke. Some of us just do a great job of hiding it. We're just using debt to finance our lifestyle. We're using debt to pay for all of the things that we want to do without going through the pain of actually saving up to pay for that thing. We're using debt to post to show like you go on social media and you see everybody seemingly just leaving the high life everybody doing and spending and traveling and eating out and doing all the things and you're wondering like how is everybody able to do that now i'm not saying you shouldn't do any of this like i've said i love her meets at these points over like spend extravagantly on the things that you love and then cut mercilessly on the things that you don't so the question is are people cutting back on things though And I know they're not, or to a degree they're not, because I just read another stat where it said that about 32% of people over over the age of 30 are still financially dependent on their parents. And so when I look at both of these things, it just brings something to mind once again of you cannot look at anybody else. I love that Bible verse from Proverbs where it says, Focus on the road that lay ahead of you. Decide your path, focus on it, and then walk on it. Do not look to the left or to the right. You don't know the circumstances of everybody else. And it's easy to get caught up. I know for myself, it's easy to get caught up when I see other people doing certain things and being like, why can't I do that as well? What am I missing? What am I not doing? What, am I, what do I need to tap into? How are they able to do all of these things? What am I not doing? And the reality is, when you see how the sausage is made, you would be turned off. When you see how other people are spending and doing the things and how they're able to afford some of these things, it's like, oh, maybe I don't want to be doing the same things they are. So I make this episode just as a caution. Do not look at what everybody else is doing, believing that, man, everybody is just living the good life. You don't know what it is that they're having to do in order to live that good life. You don't know how they're financing all of those things that you think like, oh, my God, they just look like they're doing the thing. You don't know. So it's best for us to do one thing and one thing only. Focus on our own stuff. Focus on taking care of the business that we need to take care of. Focus on prioritizing our finances. Focus on Doing the things that we love. Focus on taking care of the bare minimum. When I say bare basics, I'm talking about having an emergency fund. Take care of your debt. Invest it. Knowing where your money is going. Don't worry about what everybody else is doing. They're going to take care of their stuff. You need to take care of your stuff. It's okay to go through the difficult times of I'm just trying to figure my money out and you're trying to make sure that everything is in order because one day you will wake up and you'll be like, I'm glad I went through those fires of dealing with paying off my debt. I'm glad I went through the fire of learning how to budget because now I'm able to stand on a solid foundation financially. I'm able to do the things that I want to do solidly without having to answer any questions, without having to worry about where am I going to get the money from? Nah, you're good because you took the time to focus on your finances. So if you don't hear anything else in this entire podcast, hear this. Everybody is broke. Some of us just do a great job at hiding it. But anyway, that's all I got for y'all on this episode. I hope y'all learned one, maybe two things out of this entire thing. And if you did, share this podcast with one person that you love, one person that you hate, one person you're just kind of like, eh about. And by that time, you'd have shared it with every single person that you know. This has been your Kelechi. Please leave a review on the podcast. I'm going to catch you up in the next one. Remember, generosity is always greater than greed. God bless each and every single one of y'all. And I'm out. Peace.